Aop and welcome to episode two of the Aop podcast. Again, I'm one of your hosts, Scott Howarth, and with me is my mate, Matthew Nutter. Aop, lad. Here we are. Here we are, episode two. Bit more relaxed than episode one was. Yeah, it was pumping before, wasn't it? It was like a welcome to the fairground. Here we are. Yeah. 20 feet to ride. 20 feet to ride? Who goes to a fairground? No one pays 20 feet to ride anything. Do you think we've pulled them in enough to carry on with the lack of enthusiasm, Scott? I think I think a couple of people are nodding and listening right now. Should we bring it in with a woo? We're not that kind of people. We're, we're, not. Not, we're not. We're not that excited. No, we're not. So, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for pressing play on the second episode. Today, it's all about how me and Matthew met each other. And to be fair, there's a few funny stories in this one. A few cringy stories, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, we are quite cringe. Uh, the way we meet and the way what we've done things and I think through life you uh, you have those moments of cringe anyway yeah you've got to have these stories to tell your kids so they don't make the same mistakes you do eh they've got to make the same mistakes yeah of course they have anyway welcome to episode 2 of the AO podcast thanks for coffee lad it's a banging brew this it's uh, it's Italian actually is it mm, it's called uh, Dolce Gusto <laughs> by Nescafe <laughs> you've got to say it with a, a t- you know, tall you did a pretty good one yeah. then <laughs> say it, you speak it with your fingers don't you you certainly do yeah, it's alright it'll do mate it'll do I'm not I'm not I'm no snob with coffee in fact I think my Instagram says something like uh, I'm a prof- professional knob twister coffee drinker uh, Greg's aficionado or Bolton's desperado right nice, mm. and nice. I, really I feel a bit of a fraud it's like do you know that story of like um is something like three truths and one lie. Have you heard that story? No, no. Oh my god! You see, everyone in life is. This is your opportunity to say things that you've done. So you could be like, um, you know, I can bench press. So I can log curl sixty five kilograms. Yeah. Right. I've killed someone. And then you could be like, I have a dog called blah blah. And then like, obviously, some of them you can tell are true. But yeah. that, that you know, and then I might tell a fourth one that might be like, um, I once killed a vampire. Yeah, and you can be like, "Well, did he kill someone, or did he kill a vampire?" Like one, there's three truths there. Right, one's a lie. Right, you never, did, you never reveal. Oh, really? Never reveal. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a good game, isn't it? Mm, yeah, you'd be dark though. You'd be dark with it. You'd yeah, I'm already clock's ticking. I'm trying to think of something. Maybe quickly. that, maybe that can be fitted into a different episode. Oh, we so should... today we're going to do three truths, one lie. Oh mate, we should definitely do that as a weekly thing. No, no, definitely not. No, just, I don't. I don't want to know you. I'm just doing. I'm going to do it, Scott. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Once a week, at like four in the morning, Instagram story, just me. Yeah, just you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. You, not you, I'm not. going to go dark. But I'm not going dark. You are dark. Right, let's crack you on. Are, so Matthew used to have chickens, and I swear he killed one. So I can't, I'm kind of interested. He's he's got he's got a little bit of a nasty streak, Matthew. Not not nasty. <laughs> curious, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> It's only curiosity because he's a chef and he likes to see what animals are made of, really. Curiosity killed the cat. Yeah. yeah. Curiosity Wait, kills how, cats. How did I get onto the uh, the the three and one? How did that happen? What did you ask me? I don't know. Let's just crack on, lad. Uh, I'm sure <laughs> sure this will happen a lot throughout the podcast. Wicked. So, yeah. So, today's episode's all about how we met and stuff like that. And it's quite it's quite an interesting story, basically, how, how we met because... Um, you knew my sister before you knew me. Right, so so I've purposely not spoke to you too much about this topic of conversation when we Save decided me. to talk about it because my, part of my memory has decided to block out a big chunk of this because every, like, it, every four to six years you'll bring it back up and tell someone new yeah. uh, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that. And you've mentioned snippets and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember now. So you've been getting flashbacks. So I've been getting flashbacks. So I purposely left it uh, so you can surprise me now with the stories because your memory is a bit better when it comes to this. Okay. So, yes, I knew your sister from... from uh, I became quite good friends with her from year nine. Well, yeah, you went to school together. We went to school together, yeah. 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 Um, and we were really close. And then from what I remember after that, uh, <laughs> mobile phones became a thing. Yeah, they were, no- yeah. Nokia 3210s, and I got my dad's old Motorola. My, I think my first one was a Sony Ericsson Flip. Right, nice. Was that the uh, the Matrix one? No, no, no. That was a Nokia one. That Matrix oh, was it? One, yeah. I just remember the first flip. Like, wow. No, because it was a slide. The Matrix one, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, 
So a big, big brick of a Motorola, I remember, and the ability to text message people. That's right. And all I really remember from that phone is texting a girl in my class a lot because I really wanted to get with her and never got replies. First heartbreak. There you go. Oh, over text message. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whilst walking the dog. Cost you fifty p. That I should not. mention her name. No, so, no, no, I'm only joking. No, no. Get, she get some hate. Mortified. <laughs> No, I wouldn't do that. We 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 continued to be friends until I left school and never saw her again. But this wasn't my sister. No, no, no. So me and your sister never had any uh, romance. We didn't. We didn't have romance either way. Scott, right? chill out. Even if it's like you did or you didn't, <laughs> we didn't. I'd rather just leave it ambiguous. Right. Well, I'm not leaving it ambiguous. It's not going to be part of that game that you were mentioning either. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, it's just a no go. Good. I know it's a lie. Uh, <laughs> You're so mental. So, um, yeah, basically, like, you were friends with my sister. And the first time I recalled of you um, was, I think, Nicola mentioned um, about you. Yeah. Saying, I have a friend named Matthew. Yeah. And I was like, that was about it. Yeah. But the first the first thing I, I, I know of you was not a text message. It was a phone call. I phoned you. Yeah. See, see, I have glimmers, <laughs> and I'm going red thinking about it. I have glimmers of this, but go on. Yeah, no, it was a phone call. It was. Um, <laughs> I remember being sat uh, at the computer. Oh, uh, wait, let's just mention that I was definitely close to 15, 14 years old. Well, I was youngest see, in my, what my we, class. What we, ha- what we have to mention, and this is a big thing, is that around, the, around this time, you know, music plays a big part in our lives. Yeah. Um, growing up, and especially around our ends, is you were kind of like um, bullied into a circle of, of of like, if you listen to a certain kind of music, you were bullied into that circle anyway. Yeah. So you kind of already felt like a bit of a minority because everyone listened like round here. Do you remember Hixie, Sharky and Dougal? No, not like, really. Ha- like happy Hardcore rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everyone used to, like my year, because we went to the same school. Yeah. But I was obviously a few years older than you. Mm-hmm. They all listened to that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I never really understood why. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to listen to it, I never really understood why. Yeah, yeah. And then I started to find um, music, and the music I found was was through a friend uh, at the time, and it was all rock, and it's when new metal started. Yeah. And all that, so it's like Slipknot, it was like, I, even, I had a Cradle of Phil CD at one point. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> God knows why. Yeah. But I had a Cradle of Phil CD. Um, and then, yeah, like, so we had this, I had this kind of like, of music, and I believe, well, I, I don't believe, I know you did too, of this uh, similar music interest, shall we say. Sure, yeah. So I sat at the computer one day, <laughs> and uh, my, my mobile rang, my, my Sony Ericsson flip phone rang. Yeah. <laughs> Don't recognise the number, you just answered it. And I went, I went, hey up. <laughs> I went, hello. And this voice just went, Chillo Deftones. <laughs> I'm cringing so much. And I went, hey. And it went, <laughs> Do you like Deftones? I mean, do I like Deftones? Yeah, do you like Deftones? <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck is this? And, I, and then the phone went dead, and I was like, who the fuck was that? That was weird. <laughs> do you like Deftones? And I was like, yeah, I do. My own song, huh? Oh, what a, what a ripper. Around the fur, oh. And I was like, so I think I'd just started college pretty much. So like I was I was meeting new friends all the time. Do you know what I mean? And like we talk about music like that, you know. Do you like Limp Biscuit? Yeah, I do. Do you like Limp Biscuit? Yeah, I do. We, we should hang out. We should be friends. Yeah. So there was a lot of that anyway. So you can be embarrassed about it, but like that's the first thing I heard. I, I heard, and and it turned out it was you. Yeah. You know. Well, that's not the the creepiest part, though, is it? Really? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do not know anymore. No, that's that's not the creepiest part of the story. Oh. <laughs> It gets a little bit creepier. So it, uh, it never went any further than that that day, I don't think. And maybe there was another phone call, and I think you asked again. And I think we did... St- no, in fact, there was another phone call that day. And we started to converse a little bit. I think we started to converse at that point. I'm pretty sure we did. And um, I think we just talked about bands that we liked and this and that. And yeah. I think you said something, Matthew Nutter, or something. I don't... I can't really recall at this point. It's, what, 15, 16? It's a long time ago, actually. Yeah, yeah. long time ago. Anyway... The next funny part is I remember going to um, Bolton Octagon Theatre. Yeah. 
Do you remember this? Um, no, you've said it. I briefly remember it because you, before you were about to say that, I remembered something, but I don't have a place. Right. Go on, so go on. Bolton Octagon Theatre, I went there with, with college. So, again, another thing, our, our facet of our relationship together, and how similar we are, is we went to the same school. We, yeah. we both lived in different kind of like little borough things. But we end up going to the same high school. Um, and then in the end, we, we ended up going to the same college, didn't we? Yeah. So um, I did dance and drama, and then you went doing dance and drama yeah. at, at Wigan Lee College. Correct. Which has now been knocked down. Yeah. It's not been knocked down. It's, it became a rock museum, didn't it? Yeah, yeah uh, God knows. <laughs> RIP. It's gone. No, no idea. I've, I've not had mu- I'll tell you what, I've not had not much luck me in education in the sense of any everywhere I've gone has been shut down, closed down, or like knocked down. Right. I've not done very well. I've definitely made some bad choices. Anyway, I was at Octagon Theatre and there was a thing with college doing drama and went watching this play. And I come, I remember coming out of this theatre and I stood there outside and my phone, you know, did the little doot doot. And I was like, oh, I've got, got a text message. Someone chose to send me a 50p text message. Right. Looked at it and it was, it was, I think it was, I don't know how I knew it was you, but you said, are you at Octagon Theatre? And I remember saying to a college friend, I was like, someone just texted me saying, I'm at Octagon Theatre. So I was like, yeah, yeah, it's Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, who? Hey. Matthew Nutter, who's brought the other day. Who's brought the other day about that? Oh, And I was like, dude, the fuck is this kid, man? This is he can see me. I think you said, I can see you. Oh, I think you said, are you, you out to go theatre? I went, yeah. You went, I can see you. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Was, and I was looking, I remember freaking out. I remember looking around the place and being like, and obviously, when you're around people and you tell people that little bit of a story, people around you go, yeah, he's weird, man. He's weird, man. You should avoid him. He's yeah. weird. And he, obviously, we're influenced by you know everything around us. Do you know what I mean? We're totally influenced by everything yeah, around yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I remember that was that was a big point. And, and then still, the story still gets weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to... I'm not trying to embarrass you. I just, no, it's, no, it's funny no. For every, it's funny for everyone to listen. it's enjoyable for me. He's killing me. It's, <laughs> Anyway, I remember a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later, when we were coming home, and I walked in the front door, and my sister was sat with a boy in the lounge. Yeah. I and I went, I said, Mum, who's Nicola brought around? She went, oh, he's a really nice lad. He's called Matthew Nutter. I was, Get him out. <laughs> Get him out of the house. Oh, dear. And uh, I was like, and I didn't speak to you that day. Um, and I just kind of avoided you. Um, but yeah, that was the, definitely the, the, the weird. So the, when you went to Octagon, just to go back, uh, mm. the Octagon Theatre, was that because you was watching a show that I was in? No, no, I was just watching a, a show uh, that was on at the Octagon Theatre. And how did you know, how did I know you were there? I, I don't, I don't know to this day. I just got a text message and it, I swear it said, are you at the Octagon? I can see you. So I remember saying, I can see you. I, I used to do theatre there. I used to do. It was a, it was an amateur performance in the in the round, and it was a it was a war story. That's what I remember that. Right. Um. Maybe maybe it was one that I was in, or I was just part of the. Maybe you just went to it. Yeah. Maybe I I don't think I ever went there, but I I used to go there like every Thursday night. Uh, oh right. As part okay. of a group, I was right. a, in the acting thing. Uh, oh right. And I, I did. Not. Yeah, I did one show when I was there, and all I really remember was there was a scene where we went to. <laughs> The, you, uh, you you play the dead soldier and you're like, <laughs> oh my god, my biggest fans in the audience. I love him. Oh, I wonder why that body was moving, smiling. Yeah, well, whatever, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, I was probably on. That's spot. that's pretty weird. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know that about you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's how we met. That's how. Well, that's how we. No, that's 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 how we met. Yeah, that's how we uh, knew each other. Shall we say? Yeah, it was a common love of Deftones, strangely enough. Straight away, right? But right now, what's your, what, you still like Deftones? I still speak, what's, speak to what, Deftones. What's, one of your, what's one of your favourite Deftones tracks? Uh, so it will still be Back to School because that was the first song I ever listened to. Yep. It was the first song when I was, you know, you're at that age trying to it, find your style. It, it certainly was, and that's what we were saying before. Like, it was... New metal was massive then, yeah, and that was the album White Pony album was That's right was, was hugely influential to a yeah. lot of people right then, yeah. So, yeah, the dog's just pulling himself around the floor, <laughs> rubbing his ass on the floor while we're doing this. So, uh, so where do we go from there? Oh right. So yeah, so that was the way we met, and then 
we kind of had a bit of a a different meeting. Yeah, so I think I remember this. So you were in college two years above me. Yeah. Or three years, maybe. Yeah. You was in your final year when I was just starting. I believe. Yeah, uh, from from what I from what I remember is I did three years at college. Yes, um, and then I was leaving. That's right. And then you, I think you came to watch the show. That's so. This is it. Yeah. And yeah. then I remember, in my crappy memory, going through some sort of curtain um, to get to wherever, and I believe I saw you. Yeah, most likely. And you pretended, in my memory, to like. Almost like fuck you! I'm gonna punch you. Right, that's not how I remember it. Okay, I remember. See, I did. I didn't know what you looked like. I right. couldn't remember what you looked like. I think you had long hair by that point, didn't you? Uh, or longer n- than n- it was long hair. It was like a Tom DeLonge style cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trendy. <laughs> yeah, it was back then. Tight t-shirt, baggy jeans. Oh, massive! Yeah. I just remember um, in the interval of that performance that I went to the can machine and right. one of your friends come up to me and said, "Are you Scott Howard?" Really? Uh, no, they said, do you like oh. Scott? Are you Scott Howarth? And I said, yeah. And they were like, right, uh, you know Matthew Nutter? I went, yeah, <laughs> kind of, why? He's in the audience. And I and there was just a, a bravado in me at that point. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the front row and I kick his fucking teeth in. That's next bit. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, I literally said that. Right. And I said it just as a bravado because I'm like, okay, what do you fucking want, mate? Yeah, yeah. You know. Didn't mean it. <laughs> and I think you were sat in the front row. Right. And then you moved to the back room. Really? Mm. Something that's what I, that's that's how it plays out in my mind. But yeah, I don't remember seeing you. I don't I don't even remember what you look uh, like. I feel like I did see you, but anyway, maybe yeah, I well, just... stalkers do see people that they that they stalk. <laughs> yeah. You know, people who stalkies don't typically don't see the stalker. Uh, I mean, I only went to back seat so I could put my hand down my pants whilst watching you. Oh, it's got really weird now. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. And here I am, sat with my bestie <laughs> in my house. In your house. Finally, I've in, just in, locked the doors. Infiltrated it. Imagine. But, but yeah, that's you know that was like the little bit of the story there. But yeah, so the college thing was, you know, after that I I left college and then you decided to join. And then at this period, I had met my wife. Well, yeah. my wife to be <clears throat> correct. And um, basically, you started college um, with her. Yeah. And a few other people of description that actually was part of my life at some point further down the line as well. Yeah. Um, he, one of them became the singer of a band. That's right. Yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was, there was a point when uh, my wife came home, well, we, we, when we were like, you know, staying at this house, it's quite young in our relationship. And she said, oh, I've met this great guy. And I was like, all right, that's cool. She's making new friends. That's fantastic. And she's the same age as me, but she went to a sixth farm first and decided to do what I did. So it it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, it's great. You've made new friends in this new place that you didn't know anyone where you were going there. Fantastic. What's he called? <laughs> oh, no way. His name's Matthew Nutter. And I was, <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I can't, yes. this guy. I can't get rid of this guy. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't get rid of this guy. And um, <laughs> at, the t- at the time in my life, at that point, right? So when I... When I was in college, um, I was playing in bands, as most of us were. You know, yeah. we started. We love music so much that we started playing in bands and stuff like that. So I was in a band, and I was looking for a gig for my current band at the time. Yeah, and um, I started to put on, I put on a gig at this place, and I think did you play the first the first one? I played the very first one. Yeah, yeah, you played the first one. So we obviously knew each other at that point. Anyway, we must have met each other. I think we were all right with each other. I think yeah. simply because of her, uh, my, my missus. Yeah. Um, that we're all right with it. So um, I just remember I, put, I I was putting gigs on, your band played, my band played, a host of other bands played, and I got asked to do it on the regs, on the regular kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So I started doing that, and Heather come up to me once, come up to me at one time and said, um, he's a really nice guy. Would you mind if he came down and helped you out with the gigs? And I was just like, out of respect for her that you got, well, out of respect for both of you because you was getting on with her and I actually, by this point, knew you were sound because yeah. you was in bands and stuff like that. And yeah. You, I think, I think, <laughs> I think you jumped off your amp that one day, that gig, smashed I, it backwards. Like, God, he thinks he's really cool. Poss- I thought I was so cool, mate. Oh, Couldn't yeah. play guitar for shit. Tom DeLonga. Oh, mate, love jumping. Jumping off a of, jumping off Fender Twin. jumping. Um, yeah, she, she, she asked about it and I was like, all right. And then literally that, 
at that point there was I define that as when when our true friendships true friendship Jesus Christ the start of a love romance I don't know give me a love pillow or something Jesus <laughs> where our where our friendship proper started right right that's where I deem it to be I mean it's only took us twenty minutes together yeah jeez how long is this gonna be you're in for a ride guys so yeah that's that's where I deem um, our friendship started though yeah yeah so I I in college Heather was quite a close friend and I got into the backstage side of stuff was when she mentioned to me that you were doing the gigs at uh, Top Spot still. Mm. R- yeah, RIP in, in Litone. Yeah, her first ever gig venue. Ingle. <laughs> uh, in <laughs> in Ingle. And uh, yeah, that's when I came down and gave you a lift and you shared your precious 40 quid a night for eight hours work between us, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, the mad thing about that place, right, was, was that... When I started putting gigs on there, I got paid so little, obviously, as you do. Um, but I did it, did it all for the love of it, all yeah. for the love of it. And it, obviously, the guy who owned it, you know, great guy, actually, um, he gave me a little bit of money. And yeah. then I started to, like, to earn more money, to be a bit more prosperous, I suppose, with it all. Um, I said, well, I can run the bar. You know, I'll work behind the bar. So, so, so just back for, uh, go backwards a bit and explain... Mm. Uh, what was top spot? What we talking about, and what what was it exactly? Good, good. You've done this before, you. Oh man, always. So top spot was a pub, um, and then basically I went past one day in the car, and it said Rock Nights Friday, and it said it in a Wigan accent. <laughs> you sounded just like Ant then. Rock Rock Nights on a Friday. Um, so I, I called him and said, "Blah blah, can I put a gig on?" He said, "Yeah, all right, you can do it on a Sunday or whatever." So I ended up putting a big gig on, and we did. I, I decided. Just my band wouldn't pull a crowd, so I booked like eight bands yeah. from everyone that we kind of knew from around, and your band, Remarkable Upstart, yeah. played, who we've still got big friends from that band, you yeah. know, um, and stuff like that. And then it went from there, and Ant was like, can you do it every week? And I was like, yeah, no idea I could. So started putting them on every week, and he would give me a little bit of coin, and the idea was I would put them on, and I would just feck off. Yeah. I just put them on. Uh, they, they, had a, they had a DJ there. The DJ knew how to work the sound desk um, and this and that. And it was kind of like, right, cool, that was it. And then it turned into like me being a bit more invested, a bit more invested in it. Um, and then I just said at this pub, which was a room upstairs, by the way, it was in the middle room upstairs, so it's kind of like a, a bit private. I need to earn some more money to make it viable. And if I stay, I can do mix the sound I can set up, I can pack down, I can do all this, I can, you know, greet people. So that's what that's where it all started. And I grafted for a little bit of what not long, but maybe, you know, a couple of months mm-hmm. of doing that. And then he had a refit upstairs in this pub and he, he invested his time into into his place, into his pub, had a refit upstairs, and then when he had that refit, um I said, Well, I'm not gonna work on the bar anymore because because now you've got a proper staging. And now I'm starting to buy proper speakers for the place and a proper mixing desk. I say proper. Yeah. It was proper for the time. Yeah, of course. Um, I'd like to just take a wage and I, I equaled out that, say like I got a tenner for doing the sound or, for, you know, a tenner for putting the bands on. Um, I got paid 30 quid for working the bar or something. Yeah. You know, for those hours. So I said, give us 40 quid and we'll call it straight. So at that point, I bargained myself into a wicked spot. I went from a tenner to 40 quid. Yeah. And I went, I'll just book and I'll, you know, I'll play tunes in between and I'll mix the sound. I'll do that for 40 quid. And uh, no, that, was my, that was my introduction into my music industry now, which I still sure, do. Oh, yeah. Still do to this day. Um, and the second that I got that wage, the, 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 the first week I got that wage, you turned up <laughs> with your charismatic Deftones album. <laughs> and we split things 50-50 from that point. Like literally from that point. Pressure, never, never pressure, pressure was too much already, wasn't it, Scott? <laughs> you needed to push it onto someone else. Yeah, I was like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. You know, the 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 big thing through it all is when when Heather said it is um and a big thing in my life is um I I feel I'm optimistic in opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And it's when she said that, I, I understood that your you being that little bit younger and you having that other connection with other friends, I could use you. Yeah, to and get the crowd in. You did. No, but like yeah, you I, didn't I, really I, live up. I understood that that you know that's, that's opportunity, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I saw course. I saw it there, and I was like, and it exponentially 
changed. Didn't yeah, it? Like, it boomed. Like inst- instantly changed, yeah. Yeah, so so the the upper hand that I had at that point was um, I was a bit younger, I was in college, I was in between that point of college and school where I was still had loads of friends in school, loads of friends in college, in the band scene, much like you were. Yep. And we're at that age where we're both going out and meeting people all the time. So the uh, circle of friends that we had between us was massive. And at that point in our lives, we had MySpace, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was a massive thing. In fact, I was talking to a friend about it the other day, MySpace. Yeah. He's um, decided to take up a coding course right. while it's like this whole lockdown thing's been going on. Yeah. He's taken up a coding course. And I said... Do you remember coding? You used to you used to do HTML and stuff like that. And he's yeah. like, not really. I was like, mate, I used to do it all the time because of MySpace. Yeah. If you wanted to have a song in your profile, you had to know how to code. Yeah, see, I don't remember. Too, I, I try and visualise MySpace, but I can't too much. I was like thinking, right, on Facebook, you write a post and it goes out. Yeah. On MySpace. Bulletin. A bulletin, that was it. Yeah, yeah. sure, yeah. And you could put HTML into that bulletin to right. make it a bit more pizzazz. Okay. But yeah, I mean, from that, from the point of when we met then, and we started putting gigs on, we we went hard, didn't we? Yeah. And we uh, is that where we started the the promotions company? Yeah. So so we had a ridiculous, uh, positive outlook that this could <laughs> that you that you lose as well when you get older. By the way. <laughs> well, you start to think about things a bit more. Mm. We we were young enough. Yeah. We had enough bravado to think that we could make it big in the. Uh, the music industry <laughs> the promoting game yeah promoting yeah. game yeah because we looked at people that were already doing it didn't we yeah so there was another company at the same time as us in Wigan that were much older much more experienced doing absolutely fantastically doing a lot of gigs the thing is at the time in Wigan in Wigan there was there was a big music scene yeah like there I say, was I say big it was doing well it, it was, was doing it was yeah. doing well way better than it is right now and then Manchester at the same time Satan's Hollow and all the other crews yep uh that was fantastic, as good as ever, mm. a, as good as it always was. But within the rock industry, there was a couple of promoters that were getting excellent bands on, weren't there? Yeah, Excuse I mean, me. we we saw we saw the the chance to 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 push it as far as we could. Yeah, and, you know, even if that's a bit naive, the naivety we we we, we just pushed through it. It, it propelled it, us like we we had big balls for what we actually had. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, we and we did the same. We did. <laughs> We did a very similar thing, like as we're doing now. We we always shoot for the stars. Yeah, yeah. With everything that we do, um, be it a career, be it uh, a podcast, be it be it a promotions company. Yeah. And uh, I love the way that when we named this podcast, so a up podcast, you know, we obviously did a little bit of research, a little bit of market research. And when I say market research, <laughs> we mess, you know, messed a few people. What do you reckon of this name? Yeah. You know, and end of the day, there was a discussion that me and you had, and it was a fantastic discussion where we went. Um, what do you think of the name? And you went, fuck it. I like it. You like it. I think it's good. I think it shows that it's a conversation. Like, we never thought about the promotions name this much, and that's that's still fine. And to this day, we still get called when we're together, that promotions company name, don't we? Yeah, so we decided to mix our names, Scott and Nutter, and create Scutter. Do you know there's people who've, who've only just figured that out? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, legit, yeah. Ah, so, so Scutter Promotions and people ripped on us. But it became such a hit. Which is funny though. It, it was one of those weird things. We did it. We went for it. We, we were doing something that nobody else at our age or in our crews were really doing. No. So from their point of view, they were still in college trying to do whatever, getting wrecked. It must have been quite uh, aspirational maybe in a yeah, way. Massively, or, yeah. We were influential to those people as well, yeah. And we, th- I mean, we weren't killing it really in terms of dollar. No. But we were killing it in terms of we were doing what we wanted. Well, what we what we were doing was we were earning money mm-hmm. from it. Now, when we stepped up a bit further from moving from top spot, we moved into Wigan Town Centre. Yeah. This new venue, this guy, and it, it, I always remember this day. I remember getting a phone call. Yeah, I heard you put gigs on. Do you want to put gigs on here? And I always at that point I was like, we've we've, we've fucking made it. Like. Yeah, yeah. And it was probably the a very turbulent time for us where we were like, shit, now we've got to fill a venue that's 1,500 people. Yeah. I mean, we never filled it 1,500. Now, I remember going home finding out about this and comparing us to the other promotions company that were filling it and telling my parents, right, four quid ahead, 1,500 <laughs> quid, 1,500 people, times yeah. that by four, that's yeah. what we're going to get out minus the cost for the venue. 
every week I am going to be loaded. That was my plan. But again, that's shooting for the stars, and I did a very similar thing. I yeah, was like, yeah. right, easy getting this number in. Of course. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we, we moved forward with the promotions company, with Scutter. Yeah. So I, I like, I, like I said before, I like the, the tie in between the way that we, we, we found Scutter, the name Scutter, and we found the name Ayo. Because we, when we find an opportunity, we just try and seize that opportunity course, straight away. Course. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's like, like I say, even if it is, you've been weird as fuck asking me about Deftones. <laughs> we see, you see, I'm optimistic in opportunity. Yeah. Straight away. And as soon as we saw that we got asked to go to a bigger venue in Wigan, we were optimistic in the opportunity that, again, we're going to earn, we're going to be loaded, we're going to take away this. And, sure. that. and at this point in the music industry, you know, would I do that now? Would 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 I? Fuck me! Like, what if that came yeah, around? No, because I understand you got to pay other people. Yeah. I understand you got to pay bands. I understand that you have got to get food. You have got to do this and do that. But uh, another big interesting point, and the reason why we're talking about this today, is that when we went to Wigan and we went to this big venue in Wigan, we started to to book touring bands, didn't we? Well, yeah. more so than what was at top spot. Like we we had a couple of touring bands on, didn't we? Yeah, I remember. You came back to me one day and you were like, I've been in touch with this promotion company who are now trying to get this band a gig. Well, this agent it was, yeah. 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 And I remember thinking, wow, he's like figured out a way in. You know, it was almost like you figured out the calculation to get ourselves onto the big, big boys. And then from then, I remember eventually we started getting emails sent to us Yeah, because we were all of a sudden an official promoter promoter yeah 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 Yeah, we weren't just a little boy yeah. you know so if people don't know how, how it kind of works as well is that you know when you go from like a local band scene you know you ask that band to play and that's as far as it goes most of the time when you're a small band like we were in small bands and you played the, you know the local labor club you weren't getting paid you yeah. were just doing it for fun and you were playing with all your mates you know, that sounds dodgy. <laughs> um, you were just playing gigs with all, your, with all your friends, you know, so you didn't really look for value in anything. Eh? But then when we started moving over, going to these bigger gigs and started booking these acts, obviously they require a payment. And with that payment, sometimes becomes a percentage of the door as well. Yeah. And then most of the time, it comes with what we call a rider, which I, I deal with to, to this day. Yeah. And it's a catering rider, which is for the people who, who are listening and don't understand what that is, is a band has certain demands and you have to meet those certain demands. It's part of the criteria when you sign that contract. So it might say guarantee plus door split plus plus rider. And then the rider gets sent by the tour manager or the, or the agent and stuff like that. And you must fulfill it. Which is like bottles of beer. That's right. Water, bottles of beer, coffee, tea. And in one instance, which is a, a very big memory for me that I feel is a, ca- a big catalyst to you going into the career that you're in, was we had this band in from, from Dudley, mm-hmm. Birmingham, Dudley. Uh, ironically, I the drummer from that band became a drum tech, and I toured with him. Right. Ironically. Still in touch with him, though. Right, right, cool. Um, so if you're listening, shout out. <laughs> he actually went into, so in the, in, in the club in Wigan, there was, um, do you remember the balloon drop? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a bit mad, he was. He still is. And he found the ladder to go up to the balloon drop. And I'm, he's t- I'm talking like this is a 1500 cap venue. Like it was like an old theatre, one old, old cinema thing. Yeah. He found his way all the way to the balloon drop and stood in the half pipe in the balloon drop. And he's like, this is mad. And I was, like, I was like, you, you're mad. <laughs> I've worked here for a year and not even gone up there. Wow. Yeah. He's a, he's a good lad though. Arts in the right place. So, so, uh, so, the, so the band was called The Fight. Yeah. From Dudley. From Dudley. And, uh, they were one of the first biggest bands we had, were they? Uh, no, they, no, they weren't. We, we no, had they just had a vibe with them. They just had a bit of a, a bit of a. It was the kind of music that, especially that you were into. They were on MTV too. I remember that they'd come out. They had a video. They were doing. Can't be bothered. Do you remember that? Is too? that what song it was yeah. called? Can't be bothered. So on YouTube for anybody who's interested. I wonder if he's still there. He's got to be. Yeah, I bet it is. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. The fight can't be bothered. So shout out to the fight. They were they were one of the bands that we weren't one of the first bands. Uh, it's a long time ago now, but like. It was at the point where we were like confident to put on gigs of that nature yeah. and pull a crowd from. Yeah, yeah, and there were quite some. There were the first most expensive band we did. I, I won't name them, but it, I remember it was five hundred quid each. Oh, lost we, it. Yeah, and it. <laughs> yeah. I just turned eighteen. My nan had given me five hundred quid to yeah. get driving lessons, and. 
that was my five hundred quid disappeared. Yeah, family same. was not happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we, yeah, we were. It was a, a financial bit of a wreck. That one. Oh, a wreck! Big lesson. <laughs> yeah, that. it's a lesson. Yeah, that's right. It's the best yeah. way to word it. Yeah. Again, we were optimistic in opportunity. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the opportunities lead to nothing. Yeah. Sometimes the opportunities fall flat on the face, but be optimistic in every one of them. But eventually, we found the fight. And the fight did us some good that night, didn't well, it? Well, we had them on more than once, didn't we? Yeah, the first time was the best, and we pulled a massive crowd in. Yeah, we did. we did. We surprised ourselves, and the band yeah. were like, have you done that? Yeah. We're like, don't professionals. You, don't even worry about it. Like, yeah. you know, like, we've got we've got a following for you. But you see, this is a big thing for us, is that um, in, in our in our optimism, we were we were hard, man. We were hitting the streets hard. We yeah. were, you know, we me and, me and you would be on the streets all the time. We'd hit posters up everywhere. We'd design yeah. posters by ourselves. We did everything by ourselves. Yeah, you know, we didn't pay any. We didn't pay anyone to do it. We had a lot of street team, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Who just got into gigs for free? Yeah, um, but you know, we 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 worked hard. So we did. You know, what we did for that gig was was great, and we saw. Uh, potential in everything that we did but the point of the story of this particular band was there was a couple when i got the catering rider through it was to provide hot food yeah vegan strictly vegan so previously we used to send bands off to a pub and we had a bit of a deal with a pub down the corner that's right um and they would in a a select menu would let us feed bands and you know at the table they would reserve a table and all that yeah and then this one it was like vegan and i just remember you saying i'll cook it and I was like, what do you mean you'll cook it? And you went, well, my mum does, is a veggie anyway. Um, she went veggie, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So you were like, um, I'm I'm going to help her cook it. And to be fair, you did. Yeah. And I remember you coming in. I remember you using the kitchen. You remember the kitchen on the top floor? Yeah, man, I remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the top floor. No one went up there. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, you, I remember you using the kitchen on the top floor just to warm things up and reheat stuff and whatever. Yeah. And I remember the band saying, this is the best we've ever been looked after. Yeah. And then we put on a slamming gig. And we took home some cash. And listen, anyone listening, right? We can pr- we can bravado all day, right? We can be like, yeah, yeah, we did well, we did well. That was one of the one of the only times that we took home a paycheck. That mate, it was. You can't even extend that emotion that we felt that day because it was it was like a perfect setup. We worked hard to get the crew. We, we we worked hard to get the gig. We worked hard to get the people in. Yeah. We worked out to worked hard to impress the band. Yeah. And then all of a sudden all the circles collided together to make this perfect ring yeah. and we walked out with some dollar. Yeah. And it wasn't a lot of dollar but I mean at the time it was a lot, wasn't yeah. it? At the time it was a lot to us, yeah. yeah. It was a lot to us and um it was it was it was a big point. It was a big point. I think poignant time in our life where we realised what what we're doing as a friendship and as a company that we can do this. Yeah. And it was a big it was a big thing, and that spurred us on I don't know, a couple more years or whatever doing what we did. But it, it, for me, more than anything, it, it generated it generated your career. Now you was already. Having a bit of a cook off, wouldn't you? At home and stuff. Yeah, like I that. always loved cooking. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Since I was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, but for me, it was like a bit of a big thing that at that point that spurred your career. And when we said in, if you listened to episode one previously, if you didn't, just pause it right now and go back. <laughs> um, the the point is, is that we said that we met before our careers and we forged our careers together. Yeah. You know, from that point, um, I'm not sure I was mixing bands that part maybe I think maybe it was I'm not I sure I think you just started yeah and I started to mix bands then um in that venue yeah um with other people you know with a, with like a, you know, I was assisting people and then I was mixing bands and this and that and that's where my path started and that's where your path started so we were friends before our careers and our careers now are 15 years deep yeah do you know what I mean yeah from that point so yeah it's it's funny I mean those experiences that we had early on with the losing the money, the gaining the money, the non-stop brutal hours that we actually put in because it was like, it was brutal, yeah. but we didn't feel it too much because we were young and stupid, you know? Yeah, the, I think the the biggest thing for me is I, I, I learned that um, you can always earn more money, yeah. you know, like we, as long as you put your fucking, you put your head down and you get on with what you're doing and we at the time, we didn't have, I think... Uh, well, at some point, I'd had, I'd had a job in a banana factory. Yeah. <laughs> at yeah. one point. Yeah. To earn money. But primarily, our sole income 
was through that promotions company. And again, when I said we didn't earn much money, like we earned enough to like live when we were like that age. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I remember topping up the way I topped up my wage. <laughs> I know how you topped up your wage. Yeah. Uh, the way I topped up my wage was working in that club during the day. And I I remember DJing on a Thursday yeah. for the kids because they used to have a, a big kids night in there. And then I would uh, clean clean the club in the morning on the Friday. Yeah. Sound check bands, then work behind the bar, then mix the band, then work the bar all night, then come in on the Saturday and then clean again. So I was like, Everything I did was for that promotions company yeah, in, order I remember, to earn, yeah. in order to earn money. Yeah. And you were you were just shot in weed. I was selling a lot of weed. I was busy, man. Um <laughs> but that that's the problem. I was in deep in a bit of a drug habit. Not even like to the extent where some people were, but I enjoyed riding my motorbike, selling weed and making yeah, yeah. some dollar. Yeah, yeah. Um but that job the people you surrounded yourself with at that time, you kind of learn at a young age that you can just keep pushing on, can't you? That Mass- Massively, yeah. Like five Massively. in the morning sometimes. I remember five in the morning we finished and we were just about to get in the owner of the club's car and I turned around half asleep after a couple of pints and some guy just charging at us. What, in the in the van? Yeah, he, yeah I think I, I remember this. Yeah, and he just charged at us and I was kind of shocked and i'm like what the fuck and the owner of the club turned around and just put his foot out like he'd done it a million times and the guy just stopped dead because he knew he couldn't get close but i mean stuff like that happened a lot um well again it's you know all it all boils down to opportunity for us for me like it's a massive thing it's a massive it's the, the way i the way i run my life the way i run my career and everything is I get I keep I keep saying this saying what well, optimism in opportunity. Yeah. Because, you know, if we hadn't started that promotions company, we wouldn't have met the owner of Top Spot. Sure. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't have met the guy who owned the club in Wigan. And those two were at that time massive influences in our life. Yeah. You know, and they taught us a lot. Yeah. We learned a lot from them. And, you know, I'd go as far as to say we taught them some of being naive little pricks. Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like yeah. we're like, no, just head down get through yeah and you, you learn a lot and even to this point you know even to that point we went we met one of our best mates back in back in Inley. yeah who we still talk to this day sure yeah do you know what i mean so there's there's all sorts of things in life where you can pull from it and, and take from it and you know that's how our friendship started and i think even through even through that we we just we, we were the same as we were back then even to the, the extent of the podcast is that we we push through with yeah. everything and we see yeah. we still see a grandioso idea because you know what we've seen that we can achieve together of course yeah so we know that we can achieve together of course but there's another little story that i want to tell oh is there mm, another, oh. another little uh, <laughs> cheeky story oh go on what before we wrap up this episode of sure of, of us meeting like we we talked about it just before we, we went live on air and um basically there was a point there's a point in time in any friendship i feel where you might just start to disassociate with each other a little bit you know what i mean yeah like there might be a point in time where and i think I, I base a friendship and i have a few friends like this um where a good friend is you can just leave and crack on with your own life travel which is what what me and you did actually yeah sure yeah travel then come back and it seems like nothing no time has passed do you know what i mean um do you not do you not agree with that? Y- yeah, you're yeah, not saying anything. Hundred percent. No, I'm just waiting. I'm in shock, waiting for the story. But, but go on. Yeah, yeah. I so, d- so I the point is, agree, is yeah. that you know there was a point in time when, when we when we spread our wings yeah. away from each other we because we, we were we were just we were so close um, with everything that we were we were so close with everything that. We would. I would talk to you every day. Wanna? Yeah, because I used to have a a phone, a, a house phone, up right outside my bedroom, so anybody that called me, it was easy enough for me to just get in touch. Oh right, okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember okay. that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we used to talk every day. Like it would just be a normal thing. And to be honest, it's it's kind of similar where we are now. Where what me and you do right now is we kind of leave each other voice notes, don't we? Yeah. Instead of talking, because yeah. I don't want to wear your voice back. I, like, I'll listen to it. But like, don't don't continue. Uh, that's just how we engage, right? So we sure. so we our relationship's always been talking, and we've talked all the time when we're younger, 
uh, especially through this promotions company, like we would just, oh, I need to ask him something. It'd be a, a long phone call. And I don't think I ever asked, like, are you free for 10 minutes? Because that was never a thing, was it? It was just like, yep, you're right. Yeah, yeah. And I remember phoning you one day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went, you all right? You went, yeah, sound. I went, all right. And I just remember just going like, um, what are you doing? And you went, having a Chinese and I went alright and that was all you said I remember talking for like I don't know 20 minutes and we were just talking for like 20 minutes or so weren't we do you know exactly what I'm about yeah yeah I remember yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a bit of a code word for yeah. 10 but, years but 15 years yeah it has been very much our code word uh, <laughs> with stuff and we still laugh about it to this day but the the Chinese was it wasn't it's just a cold word, wasn't it? You weren't eating the Chinese. I weren't were really having a Chinese, Scott. No, no. So, <laughs> and 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 even the word Chinese isn't even uh, in, in, in indicating in a, in a context of what it, what was happening. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even indicating uh, the orientation of any person that I was with either. Just just no. to put it out that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, massively. Yes, it was. you was with a person. Is that what I, Chinese I, means? I was with my girlfriend at the time, who All was right. white. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so this is uh, the, the point is, is this how close we were. <laughs> is he just said, I went, You all right? Hey, up, you all right? And he went, Just having a Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and out of nowhere, he just said, I'm having a Chinese. But what does Chinese mean, Matthew? Well, what what, 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 what Chinese was you having? I was busy, Scott. That's what I was doing. I was busy, but, but still best friends. And uh, best is enough to just stop what I was doing. Crack on. <laughs> and uh, talk to you for. 20 minutes or so yeah and leave leave someone hanging dry so to speak i will i won't say what it was because it's not my place to say what it was you can tell them what it was if you want if I, not, I don't need to go that deep but i was busy it'll be on the blog which is <laughs> www.aupodcast.com oh dear i'll go into great detail on that but yeah that's that was always a funny point for me that that's and that kind of sediments our friendship that as well is that uh i've heard you Having a Chinese. Yeah, and every now and again, I'm still having a Chinese when you ring. It's funny, though. Yeah. Because we've had this conversation recently. <laughs> like, Are you up to you tonight, lad, having a Chinese? <laughs> You're like, yeah, right, see you later. I'm not, I'm not staying for the Chinese. <laughs> oh, so many more Chinese to come. So funny. It's so funny. So, yeah. So, that is that is episode two, anyway. That's it, kind of in a nutshell, where we've got to. Oh, thanks. Thanks for staying if you made it that long. Yeah, we, what we wanted to do is, in this first season as well, we want to give you a little bit of... Um, a little bit about us, know you know, get to know our personalities and who we are and everything. But at the same time, we want to um, develop this influential wellness that we went on in the first thing, if you listen to it. And it's all about taking taking something away from, from anything. And even like when we talk about the naivety early on in this, that you can push through anything that you want to do. I mean, it's not, it's not preachy. We're not trying to be preachy or anything like that. We're just giving you our stories and and seeing what you take from it, really. Yeah, it's an interesting opportunity to have and quite unique to sit down and go back in time and chat about how you met or all the weird situations that you put yourself in as a child as well, as, as a teenager. And I've not really looked back on what we did in the perspective of my 33-year-old self and thought, you know what? those experiences actually may have been a foundation to get me to where I am now. Yeah, massively. I, I truly believe that. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's I, it's incredible to, to look at it again and really think what we did because what we did back then, especially for our age, was unbelievably incredible. And I'd love to know how our parents felt about us doing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, for me, a big thing in the way that I see life is again, this whole opportunity thing, right, is that if I hadn't have met you, if you hadn't have been that weird guy phoning me up and all this, or, you know, hung out with my sister or anything like that, yeah, would I be in the music industry right now? Because I wouldn't have followed music. I don't, maybe I would have. Yeah, yeah. But at a chance, you know, would it have gone from that venue to that venue to me mixing that, to me working behind a bar, to me making sure that I did what I could to be a sound engineer sure. or to be a promoter? Yeah. I don't believe it could be. So I believe that every chance that we have in life to meet someone and do something sure. i feel it's important and what one thing I, I find massively massively important in life is and i always word it is if i'm sad or anything like that 
I surround myself with my friends, my family. Yeah. Because those two things in my life, friends are so important. Family will, family of blood, right? Now, for me, family will always be there. For sure. some people, family's not always that way, right? But if they're not always that way, you should concentrate on your friends then, shouldn't you? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, friends, friends will be this voice of reason that you won't always get from your loved ones and from your family. Yeah. So <clears throat> keeping those relationships alive and everything is, is vastly important to me. Yeah, concentrate on what you've got and not what you've not got. Yeah, and also if you need to lend some money, you can give me some money. <laughs> do you want to give out your bank account? <laughs> yeah, do you want to say it? Uh, what, the Monzo account? Yeah, go on. I feel like you're joking, are you joking? Of are course, you being serious? Of course I'm not, no. <laughs> shut, up, shut up. So, yeah, anyway, that is, that is episode two. So, by now... Um, you might be aware that we've got a few social accounts as well. We've got um, the AUP website, which is aupodcast.com. Yeah, we've got the uh, Instagram, which is, they're all the same, aren't they? It's all at AUP Podcast, yeah. Uh, if you want to make some comments about the weird logo that we've got, our faces, cartooned oh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mate, feel free to, because we know we look a bit weird, but it's quite funny, isn't it? Yeah, because we also want to in, in you know incite a little bit of humour into what we do. Cause yeah, we're funny. <laughs> we're funny guys. Funny, funny looking. Right. What's the funny talking? What's episode three about, Scott? Well, we're keeping on to the friendship thing for the next couple of episodes. Yep. Um, and I guess they just got to click play and figure out what it is. That's right. That's right. And uh, before we recorded this, we also we did a little snippet about a cake that I brought in for Scott to try. A very special cake. And Scott guessed it real well. The reactions are excellent, may I add. So if you would like to listen to that, we're going to be posting that in the next couple of days on the um, uh, on the Facebook site. Is that right? Yeah, where, wherever it's going to go. Yeah. Just, just keep a lookout, really. I mean, we'll, we're not sure what we're going to do with it yet. It's definitely going to be on the website. It's only short. It's only sweet. And uh, the cake is delicious as well. Yeah, keep an eye out on all the socials. Keep an eye out on the website because we're going to give you content that's far more than what you listen to on these podcasts. So yeah, keep tuned. And I hope you've enjoyed episode two. And uh, I guess we'll see you on the next one. Just click play, click play. Stay safe, everyone. Peace. Peace. Peace.